that dives deep into the world of entrepreneurship. We're going to be hearing the stories from entrepreneurs from all over the world in different industries. They're going to be sharing with us the stories of how they face setbacks, walked through fire, climbed mountains to reach success. I'm your host, Shri Mahabir. And welcome to this episode where guest is going to be sharing with you tips to help you with networking and where you should be going to network and what kind of um, questions to be asking because I know I struggle with that sometimes. Also, we're going to have a lot of fun because you know what? My name is Shree and I'm a video marketing producer and my team and I love working with medical professionals and law firms to help them build visibility with social media, video and podcasting. So my guest, who is a wonderful person, but is also the founder and CEO of Boss Talks, is a master connector who constantly seeks out opportunities for women in their life and business. And I'm super excited to bring her on. Her name is Hillary Gatsby, and I want to welcome her here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Shri. You're very welcome. We already got Randy asking, let's get this party started. I know. Yeah. I know. You know what? If you are watching right now, because I know I see a few of you watching and don't like to say hello, please just say hello. Let us know you're here. Let us know where you're tuning in. So, Hillary, yes. I got to ask you this. Yes. What was the first time that you realized that you could sell something to someone? That I could sell something to someone? Wow. Oh, gosh. Long time ago. I'm going to date myself now. But a long time ago, when I was um, when I was actually 15 years old, um, my mother... I was working in this store called the Brass Ranch in Sun Valley, Idaho. Um, in it was a retail store, and my mother walked in with the casino mogul Steve Wynn. And Steve, <laughs> um, my my parents were kind of acquaintances, and and he he had a house in Sun Valley, and um, I knew of him, but I didn't really know him. And so my mom was coming in to have lunch with me. And she ran into him and brought him in because she felt that I needed to meet him. And, you know, I, I didn't really think much of it, but I was kind of like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm, my mom's introducing me. My mom's been a master connector her, her, her whole life as well. And so she, um, she introduced me to him. And, and uh, at the time, the Ross Ranch was carrying Ralph Lauren. And Ralph Lauren is a very, one of my favorite brands. And he asked me if I liked the brand. And I told him it was my favorite brand. And I was like a Ralph Lauren girl. And I loved how, you know, the women of Ralph Lauren were always poised and looked successful. And so he said, well, well you know, Ralph Lauren is a really good friend of mine. And if you ever want to meet him, you just let me know. And so Fast forward several years to college and I was in Paris in my, in, in my flat and uh, I needed an internship and uh, for my mark for um, 
for after college and I ended up remembering what he had said. I wanted to go into the fashion industry. And so I remembered what he had said and that I leveraged that connection and I, I gave him a call and he, uh, he helped set up an interview for me with Ralph Lauren in Paris. And um, then I went to the interview and I got the job. And so that's when I learned how you can leverage your relationships to help yourself and others. And I think that when, and, and leverage, I think is all also about sales and you're selling yourself. And so I was selling myself um, to be an intern at Ralph Lauren to him. And it was, you know, it's, it's all about getting that foot in the door. And that's what I did. All right. This is a lot because she was 15 <laughs> and she was selling. Like, how many of you were 15 and that your first job was selling something in a clothing department store? Because I really made my daughter when she was 16. I was like, you're not you're not sitting home this summer. You're getting a job. And she ended up finding an internship where they taught her how to interview and get ready for the job. And she got hired at Banana Republic. I want to say hi to Randy because he's saying hello to Hillary. And if you hi, have Randy. questions, because look, networking is super huge. If you don't know, you can network with the right person. It can change your life. So here you are. You meet this billionaire, Steve Wynn, and yep. he's one of your mom, like your mom knows him somehow. So Along the way, you found a way to get an internship because you used your, you know, you picked up the phone and called Steve. Yep. Now that internship taught you a few things. Yes. What are some things that you learned from working at the internship at Ralph Lauren and then being with them? If I'm not mistaken, you worked with them for 11 years. No. So I worked with Ralph Lauren for only a year. I was an intern there in Paris. Um, I learned a lot of things, but um I, I had not really had like a, a real job before a real corporate job. I was, you know, I worked in real retail when I was younger and I also had my own babysitting business when I was about 12. Um, and so one of the things that I learned was how to, how to communicate there. Um, I was in the PR and marketing side of the business and I learned how to communicate. I learned how to, how to leverage what I had learned already as, you know, someone in retail and building relationships and how to utilize those relationships to, to get to the next level. And so when I was working in the marketing department, I, I got to work with women that were happened to be French. So I had to speak French the whole day. And it was, it was a very big learning curve for me because I, that's not my first language. My first language is obviously English. And so we spoke French the entire time. And what was so incredible is that I learned how to do business in both languages, but then I also learned how to build relationships uh, within the work environment. Okay. This is getting really interesting because <laughs> I worked retail when I was, uh -huh. uh, I had just graduated college. I was working. In, I lived in Miami. And so the job that I had was with Ann Taylor Loft. And it was predominantly staff was all Spanish. The clients were Spanish. So my Spanish needed to come out real quick. So I want to ask those in the audience, if you're watching the live right now, or you're watching the replay, or even if you're listening to this on the podcast Adventure of an Entrepreneur, 
I would love to know, have you been in a position where you had to really think about things in two different languages? For me, I had to really learn how to communicate with my team. I used a lot of como se dice in my hands. But for you, you know, that is difficult. So in Paris, like from what that I can see is, how did you know where to go to be able to communicate when you're networking with people? So I didn't really know, but it... Networking is innate in me. Both my parents had the gift of gab and I do too. And I like to build relationships wherever I go. And so I, you know, I kind of just threw myself in. I was an intern, but I, I made sure that I soaked up all the knowledge that I possibly could. And I also made sure that I made the best relationships within that company, including the president of France, the, the president of France, Ralph Lauren. So um, it was it was a really great opportunity for me. And I'm I you know, I I loved my time there. Unfortunately, it was it was only an internship um, and it was going to turn into a job. They actually really liked me and wanted to create an opportunity, a job for me there. But 9-11 happened. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, that just didn't didn't go to plan. A lot of stuff didn't go to plan during that time. So yeah. fast forward to you moved back to Los Angeles and yeah. you're trying to figure things out. And a Gatsby Affair was born, which is yeah. an event planning business that you started. Yes. Can you kind of walk us through how did that happen? <laughs> Actually, it happened by, uh, it was an accident. It was not, I, I did not plan on starting a business. Um, I was working with a, with a company out of San Diego and helping them do biz dev to get new clients in the event space. And I had met uh, a, a gentleman um, who owned his own accounting firm. And he actually was really good friends with one of my, my neighbor from Sun Valley, Idaho, somebody I grew up with and he was really good friends with them. He went to boarding school with them and we connected on that level. And then we ended up meeting and he told me that his marketing and events person was leaving and he needed someone. And I told him about the company I was working with. Sadly, that company and I, um, we didn't work out, but he, was like, well, I'm not really interested in working with that company. The reason why I want to, what I wanted to do something was with you, not with anyone else. And so he said, I think you should start your own firm. And that was a Friday. So the next day I called a, a graphic design friend of mine and we created the logo Gatsby affair. And he, so this client said, I want you to put a proposal together for me. I don't care what it is. Just put a proposal together. Um, even if your LLC is not formed yet and give it to me on Monday. So I came in $50 less than what the other proposal was. He had not signed the contract yet with the other person. And so that's how a Gatsby affair was born. It was really leveraging again, a relationship that I had met through my neighbor and 
uh, I turned it into a business and that's kind of how everything started. And I had that business for 10 years and the overall mission was ROI for events. And so to do that, you build relationships, you leverage the relationships you have, build strategic partnerships so that you can share audiences and create brand awareness, brand equity and acquisition. This is a lot for someone who's like, okay, I had to do all this with business and you know, you start slow. I will say this much. You start slow with, okay, what events should you attend, whether online or in person? And then you build up and you will have opportunities because what I've learned along the way in the last three years is opportunity is always there. It's just that if you see it or you don't. So I do want to go into the comments really quick. We have Randy who says uh, he knew... (laughs) He, he new friend. We we Randy, you're the comedian in the house, and then we have Yolanda. Thank you so much for joining us here. All right, everybody. So here we have Hillary, and she is just like on the fly starting a business. Okay, we're gonna start a business overnight because this is what we need to do. Yeah, and we have Gail joining in. Okay, so. I really want to start with this question because it seems like some of us were networking Mm -hmm. and, you know, the first thing is when I go to a networking event, what are some things that I should keep in mind, especially if I'm an introvert? Yeah. So here's the thing. When you go to a networking event, no matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert, your first business is not to ask for what you need. Your first business is to ask what they need. It's all about building valuable relationships first. So walk into a networking event. I know it's I know it can be scary for introverts, but just go up to the very first person that you see and say and, and say, hello, my name is, and this is and this is what I do. How can I help you? That is the best thing that you can do. I know for introverts, it's very, very scary to do that. But when you go to a networking event, you are going to be with a lot of people. And I understand that it can be scary for you, but you've got to, you've just got to bite the bullet and say hello to the first person that you see. And then what'll happen is more people will walk over, say hello, and then you have a little group and you're talking and you're learning all about each other and you're learning about your business. You're learning about what you like as hobbies you're building relationships and that is the most important part. I would love to hear from you all podcast or live show right now or replay. What helps you when you walk into a networking event? What do you do to break the ice? Because I find that you're not really breaking the ice for them. You're breaking the ice for yourself. And one thing I do is I actually admit that I'm nervous. I'm like, I'm super nervous to be here. And "Mm, the next person's like me too. So like, you want to be my friend? Okay, sure. And that's just how it goes. Now I find that, okay, we're moving from, we still have online networking events, yes. but we're seeing that more and more are coming live, like in person. Yes. So one thing I'm trying to figure out, and if you guys are as well, what kind of events should I go to? Because I mean, I hate to go to a networking event and it turns out to be a dud. 
But you know what? It doesn't matter the number of people. It's quality of people for me. So I'm yeah. just trying to figure out what is a, what are some like red flags I should keep in mind for a networking <laughs> event. Well, one of the things that I did when I first started a Gatsby affair was I looked at the type of client that I wanted. Um, and so I would actually go to those networking events. So I would go to an accounting firm, you know, I would go to like accounting firm, financial firms, all of those things so that I could learn from them, learn what their needs were. It was almost like collecting data and building relationships with them because those were my clients. My clients were financial service firms, law firms, luxury goods and services, those kinds of things. And so I would go to those particular types of events when it comes to other types of events, I think it, startups are always, you know, startup events are always a good place for startup founders to go to. Um, look, networking is a mixed bag. It can be good and it can be bad, right? And so it's not, it's not necessarily about the event. It's the people that are going to be there. And I think it's really important that you, even if they're not there if they can't help you now, they might be able to help you in the future. And so I think that that is what you need to think about. So don't go into a networking event and be like, oh, you know, this is not right for me. These are not the right people because you just never know who you're going to meet at these events. And that's something that my mother has always instilled in me is like, always dress the part because you never know who you're going to meet. Get on an airplane and you never know who you're going to meet. Don't wear sweats on an airplane. Look, look, look polished when you're on an airplane, because you could be sitting next to someone who could potentially help you in your business or in your life. So I think that's really important to know. And I don't think any networking event is really a dud. I think it's, I think you just have to go with, with the right expectations. You and Randy are on the same page. It's what you make of it. Yolanda right. says, I try to be the one of the first people to arrive so people come to me. That's a really good tip. I will keep that in mind. I also loved how you said the plane. So, so many of us like to be comfortable, but yeah. it is true. I have a friend of mine. He went, The person he sat next to happened to be a woman who built several multi-million dollar businesses. And so now she is a person that everybody wants to work with. So that is like a, that. This is what Hillary just shared. It's true. You never know who you will be sitting next to, and you have a wonderful podcast and a wonderful uh, network group called the Boss Talks Network. So, kind of like tell us a little. Well, not even kind of. How did it come to life and? Yeah. What can we do? What can we expect if we were to join? Sure. So Boss Talks actually started out as a speaker series. So I, I won't be wearing any leggings to events. That's funny, Randy. <laughs> um, so I actually started it as a blog. In 2012, I created a blog called Stiletto Gal. And it was really an opportunity for me to show people what it was like to be an entrepreneur. So it was like a day in my life as a woman entrepreneur. And I made it as told by my shoes, because one of the things that's make, made me stand out when I was coming up in entrepreneurship was I would wear the highest possible high heels. 
and they were always really fun heels. I was always known for them. So I named myself Stiletto Gal and created this blog. So it was walking a mile in my shoes every day. And then every Thursday I would do walk a mile in her shoes. So I would interview someone else. Um, it was all digital online. It was not a podcast at the time. It was more just written digital. And I would interview these people. Well, a good friend of mine, Vanessa, was the membership director at a place called 41 Ocean here in Santa Monica. And she said, Hillary, you need to have a speaker series. You need to do this. You, you need to have something. And so we launched Secrets of Successful Women Entrepreneurs in 2014 at 41 Ocean in Los Angeles. And it rebranded to Boss Talks in 2016. But my first speaker was Tony Co, the founder of Nix Cosmetics. You've seen her on the cover of Forbes. You've, you know, she sold her business to L'Oreal for hundreds of millions of dollars. And now she has other brands that she's created. And she ended up investing in a woman named Nikki Levy, who's the founder of Alchemy 43. It's kind of like dry bar for Botox and fillers. Well, she met Nikki at my Nikki met Tony at my event, the first ever event that we did in 2014. And Tony became her first investor. And what's so incredible is all these things started happening. These women were connecting with each other. Opportunities were happening. Women were finding best friends. They were finding funding sources. They were finding new clients. They were finding all these different opportunities. And in the six, we did it for six years in LA. And what we found was there were three things that women lacked, and it was mentorship, access to capital, and connections, the right connections. And so that's how Boss Talks was born. In 2019, my father passed away, and he has always been my biggest supporter, my biggest cheerleader, and it kind of lit a fire under me. And I was like, how can I expand this and go to other cities? And that's kind of what happened. We started to build out other cities. And we were planning on launching a mentorship platform, an online mentorship platform. Eventually, we were building that. And unfortunately, uh, we know what happened in 2020. Um, and we ended up going into, into stay at home. And my, my business partner at the time, she and I looked at each other and we were like, okay, we need to pivot. We need to pivot quickly. We can't do live events anymore. We need to pivot. So we called all of our contacts and within 48 hours had 13 speakers on board to do a virtual series. And it was, it was amazing. And then in the meantime, we built the mentorship platform, which is what boss talks is now we are a global mentorship platform to help women to level up in their business and increase their income potential with an overall mission to increase the global economic footprint of women. So for those who are interested in learning more, I'm actually taking my notes here that are <laughs> i'm going to copy all of the links i already put it in there but i wanted to get to what randy said he said i found myself a, on a flight a couple years ago sitting next to a senator's wife in a coat in coach of all places her husband was on a different flight by design as you can understand good yeah. you know good conversation he says i was wearing a hd t-shirt blue jeans she started the conversation her and her husband both ride. So you never know what may start a uh, conversation. And I asked Randy in the comments if he would wear my heels. And he says, as long as they're five inch heels, I'll run in though. 
I love it, Randy. That's awesome. <laughs> so I do wear five inch heels. Uh, I love them because they're so beautiful. Yes. But these are events that you never know, right? Like if you think about it, I will share that this show has opened doors for collaborations, for opportunities, for new business, for entrepreneurs to meet somebody that would invest in them. I actually can say that sometimes the podcast, uh, they take the episode and they turn it into a podcast with addition, additional commentary just because the conversation was so good. So if you're trying to figure out, well, how can I make an impact? You just start by doing one thing. And I wanted to ask you when you, you, you wanted to make an impact to women, but what else, what did you really feel was missing at what else was you, did you feel was missing and, and you see it now because you're doing it? So women tend to be absolutely horrible to one another. Um, competition, cattiness, unfortunately. And one of the things that men do so well is they do network really well. They are, it's the boys club. And what boss talks is, is the boys club for women. It is showing women that they can, they can build relationships and they can work with other women without feeling like there's competition that we're all supporting each other. And I think that that's really, really important because that and that's that's one of the reasons why I continue doing what I do because I I want women to support each other. I want, you know, I support women, other people need to support women. We're all on the same side and th that is that's something that I've learned. Unfortunately, there's still bullying that goes on. There's still cattiness. It, it, it's really sad, but those are not the types of women that I want to surround myself with. They're the women that actually truly say what they are going to do. They do what they're going to do. They, they help other women. That's who I want to surround myself with. Now, there's nothing wrong if you want to be around other women who are catty, do you, boo? But that's not the energy I want either. No. And someone asked me recently why I do what I do. And one of them was to leave legacy because I truly yep. believe that after my ex had passed away, my daughter's father in 2018, it was really important to leave legacy. And then recently I developed and understood that your voice matters. And if you see something or you hear something to speak up. And unfortunately, this lesson was taught to me um, when I was younger. I had a brother and he passed away today. So I always think if I had said something, would mm -hmm. it have changed? So those two things mean why are it, it, it really is important and it is in everything I do from the podcast, the live streaming show, helping all of you to get confident, to be on camera, to share your stories, your voice matters, your legacy, because even Hillary, if one day she gets in a mood and she wants to look back, she can look back at all of this that she has built. And it's a reminder of how far you've come. And then also for anyone who knows you, anything is possible in life. It, I will say, um, I am Jamie Lee. She was boss Lee. She was very well known for network marketing. Yeah. And she got cancer and she, within this year, 
she found out in March, she passed away in October, or was it September? And we have all of her videos to go by and remind us. I actually did a post. So there's a lot of reasons why people do what they do. But now you know why we do what we do. And we have... We have Gail's who says, yes, our voices matter and we need to speak up. Sharing our life experiences contributes to the legacy we're leaving for others. Randy, <laughs> so fun being around catty women. <laughs> and Yolanda says, I agree. We need to support each other. So, And then David James is sharing, yes, rest in peace, Je Jesse. She was amazing. Yes, indeed. So. Yeah. I want to make sure that we all know how to connect with you. So please let us know. I did drop the links in the comments, but just yeah. in case. Well, we are, we are undergoing a, a major overhaul on the brand and the platform. So bosstalks.com is under construction and it will be for the next couple of months. However, you can see everything that we're doing on at Boss Talks Network on Instagram. You can also connect with us here on LinkedIn. And um, we do not do Twitter or X now, um, but we are also on Facebook as well. And you can always DM me. I, it, it is me on Boss Talks Network. So you can DM me and I'm happy to respond. I usually do within, um, with, within a day or so. So there you have it. You know how to connect with her. And I will make sure that all the platforms have her links. Yes. And all of you will go and check out the newest episode on my podcast. It's on all of the podcasting platforms. But I also dropped the links in the comments. Would love for you to leave a review as well. Because what I'm doing is I'm taking the episodes, the first episodes that I did on Instagram and put, turning them into podcast episodes, Love the it. new ones are being turned into a podcast episode. So you're going to see sometimes that the audio is a little off, but that's because they're from Instagram. If you're not <laughs> connected with Hillary here on LinkedIn, make sure you do go connect. And yes. if you're listening to the podcast and you decide to connect with her, let her know in the DMs that you heard her on this show. So until the next show. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you found it very helpful, share it with a friend, share it in your social media. Until the next time.